Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Rooster Team Radio. We just wanted to advise you that these episodes were taped before the releases of certain talent from the Let's Play family in late 2020. In the interest of protecting you, our listeners, we wanted to provide a warning to those that may feel uncomfortable hearing those individuals referenced in this recording. Thank you. Let's pod! Hello everybody out there on the internet. Welcome to Let's Play Family Forum. I'm one of your hosts, the internet's Mark B. Donica. And I am your other host, the internet's Andrea Donica. What brings us together today is a wonderful celebration of an outdoor sport called mini golf as you can tell from the title hardcore mini golf just wrapped up and we want to talk about it there's there's a lot in and around mini golf and the hardcore franchise and sort of live action cast game shows that rooster teeth has been doing that there's a fair amount to discuss and not just necessarily oh i like that oh i didn't like that but there's going to be plenty of that as well um (laughs) so with hardcore mini golf this was something that was announced earlier this year with their slate announcement and there was a whole bunch of placeholder footage just because it seems like and i found finding out later they just didn't shoot anything for a long time but they had it on the schedule so we got we got a chance to see a hardcore mini golf what were your first thoughts when you saw the first little teaser bit of what we got um I mean, I, I was excited to see the dynamics. I, I think it's funny, you know, like with the bipping that they typically do um, for for mini golf in terms of uh, gaming. I was more interested actually to see them actually playing the game physically uh, in live action uh, and seeing the different dynamics and the pairings, I, I was really curious to see how all of that would go. I, I was hooked. I was hooked from the uh, the teaser, to be honest. Yeah, and with the announcement of the bracket, which we have in front of us right now, we saw a lot of returning people, we saw some new folks, and the pairings were a very interesting choice, Yeah, I thought. And it seemed like a lot of comfortability. And something that we learned from Fiona after the fact was she was like, oh, look, I'm not going to do it unless I'm with Gavin or Michael. And lo and behold, uh, she was with Gavin. Yeah, and, and it was perfect. And, and we kind of got our, our first bit of Chung Shua before Chung Shua was a thing, really. Yeah, and in keeping with the teams, though, we see a lot of people that we, we've got the... Ch- there, there's only a couple of the storylines carried over from Hardcore Monopoly, which right. I found interesting. Which was Chilled and Alfredo and their, quote, tumultuous relationship from that. We had Greg Miller be the creator of ChrisBot down (laughs) with Blaine. And so that sort of carried over his presence in the show as well. Um, But looking at the first round, there's a lot of comfortability. Chilled and Alfredo, Barbara and Trevor, Gavin Fiona, Michael, Eric, um, 100% Eat, uh, Watch... um, Oh, God. Face Jam. Listen to Face Mm. Jam. Download Face Jam. Ryan and Jeremy. Matt and Chad was interesting. It was. That's, like, not to... I don't know if they have any sort of a relationship or not, like, outside of work, but that was one, like, I think the only one where I was like, oh, that's that's the leftover one. (laughs) No offense to them, because they were very entertaining and they had a great round. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at Lindsay and Chef Mike, they have an ongoing relationship, um and chris and blaine are best friends and so uh, looking at the whole bracket it was a lot of yeah okay that sounds fun yeah (laughs) that's fine i 
I didn't really, from my own personal experience, like, I, I didn't really know how Michael and Eric was going to go. Michael's whole getup uh, was very... I, I did not expect that. Actually, with a lot of people and, like, the personas that they took on um, was very surprising to me um, and interesting. The only getup that didn't surprise me, honestly, was Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, uh, Blaine didn't surprise me. Um, Trevor surprised me a little bit. <laughs> um, but And Chef Mike was dressed as a chef, so, like, what else? Yeah. what else are you going to do? But this sort of carried over the character bits from Hardcore uh, Tabletop Season 2, where Chilled was just himself, and that's that's really it. And we'll talk talk about Chilled, but um, (laughs) Alfredo was the champ, Yes, and and Greg, those were the three only, like, real carryovers, but other than that, the, the thing that this had exemplified was that it was, all right, everybody has a character... Now you have to pay your play your character to ten or eleven. Your your preference. Some as maybe not much as much as they can because not all of them are actors. Yes, and but uh, to that point, I th- a lot of them sort of took something that they seemed to feel comfortable with, and sort of amplify it to eleven, which is kind of the way that that a lot of people talk about it with wrestling characters. Yeah, is you take a, a comfortable facet of yourself and you turn it up to eleven, but. Uh, so which character to you actually people who were straight up themselves were Gavin Fiona chilled and chef Mike a little bit yeah. I, I figure he played up the anger of course why the hell not but um other than other than that did you have a favorite performer not necessarily maybe not necessarily a character but a performer uh you know I uh I was really entertained by what trevor was doing i because uh, like you the said pro athlete the thro- pro sportsman yeah like again it, like kind of what you said you didn't really expect what his character was going to be coming from trevor and uh he he was very committed to the persona that he was amplifying i felt like he was one of the best at doing that and i think that's also because he rode the line very well. Yeah. Because it wasn't something that was so ridiculous and so outrageous that he couldn't also be himself a bit too. So when we got the glimpses of his round, like, I would say more so his round with Gavin, uh, was when he was just, it was just Trevor and Gav having a laugh on the greens. Yeah. That was also within that realm of a character. as a, <laughs> Like, Ryan, Ryan was a costume. Ryan like, was a costume. Was we a could cape. barely see and like deal with the costume. His character was inva- <laughs> quote character was invalidated instantly. Instantly. So that coupled with Jeremy's dedication. Jeremy was very dedicated. Yeah, give him a hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I I will say I was really uh I I would say that Blaine was kind of the best at like being the character and like fully amping it up and i mean like i i'm sure when like this entire series was pitched to everybody that was a part of it it was like well this is kind of going to have like a a wrestling sort of feeling and then blaine was like 
perfect. I know exactly <laughs> who I'm going to be. And uh, he stuck with the voice the whole time. And depending on how many days they shot, which looked to be like three or four, he had three or four days possibly in total. But that's really difficult. Yeah. That's like, a, oh, now I'm home. I have to have the tea <laughs> with lemon and honey and just be on vocal rest for the rest of the evening. But And I, nursing those sunburns. Him and I got, I got to say, there are a lot of really entertaining rounds. And you put Gavin and Fiona together and you're going to get some gold. Magic. But Just pure magic. Chris and Blaine was one of the my favorite <laughs> just good. drag out rounds because, and, and this, this goes for a lot of the first round because these people were so comfortable with each other that they didn't mind like invading personal space or right. this, that, or the other thing. So Chris and Blaine being besties, Chris is an insane person, as we yeah. learned from Last Laugh. And uh, had no qualms with just being Chris Bot, and had some of some of oh, just the, wild biz. The best surprises uh, often came from Chris Bot, and uh, <laughs> I, I am sad that that Chris Bot did not uh, get to play with more people as a result. But I mean, just <laughs> if if there was a character, so a, a straight up character that I would want to return. I would Chrisbot 2.0 would would probably be the thing like I would figure they would reset characters like they did in between Tabletop 1 and 2 mm. but the show ended with see you next year so don't know if that it's actually going to happen or not depending I on the state I would love of, it I would love it too but yeah. also depending on the state of the world if they can yeah, we, if they we can. don't know um I will also say I loved Lindsay being a southern belle That's her it it really is her like it it's her going into her background and then pulling it out and then um putting a full garden on top of it <laughs> <laughs> and her with chef mike was just uh, and then her with blaine too was, was great wonderful that i was adored it pairing. i don't i don't know if like actually there wasn't i don't think that there there definitely was not a pairing where it's like oh these two like, yeah for for you personally watching chilled advanced was probably a little bit of a thing so so here's here's my problem is uh a lot of times with like so with these characters you get a little bit of oh here's here's a look at this person playing a version of themselves but with chilled from both uh tabletop and this it seemed like it was just him so the window yeah. to of seeing into him was like much smaller and and i i hope that my hope is that he gets more of an opportunity to he feels more comfortable to go full on because like it it feels i i understand because when you're when you get a platform like i don't i'll be 100 honest i don't know how big his audience is i don't know yeah. how so but i know he's a streamer and and streaming audiences can be huge but if you get a platform for this wide scope of viewers to possibly hook a couple, you got to promote yourself as, as much as possible. And so he he promoted his brand the every single minute of every single every second that he was on screen. He had a hat that had a C on it. It, it was red. You wanted to he wanted to associate himself with Mario. He was promoting himself to the nines. And it's a wrestling thing of whether you want to see them win. Or whether you want to see him get beat right. up. Right. For me, he was the perfect heel because <laughs> I I already did not want to see him there at all. I just 
Okay, so Monopoly was my first experience of chilled Mine chaos. As well. And I I have to hope that some of that a-holeness is is just you know, a characterization to make the content more entertaining. And I do believe it is. Like, we, we've seen him play, you know, uh, guest star with Achievement Hunter for, for playing, like, TTT and, and a couple of different Mario things. Kart. And he's he seems, to me, more like a regular person there. But, oh, I hated him so much in Monopoly. Like, just the... the the shit that he would do just you say shit. It's okay fine. i i wasn't sure <laughs> so usually with usually with these shows we we hit the same level of language that they say on the show itself oh, okay well that's fair yeah um yeah so i freaking loathe chilled chaos as a character um which makes him a perfect heel for for hardcore mini golf but oh especially him against fredo i'm like sauce cream him that's good yeah 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 put him down into the dirt and do not let him advance you want like we're talking full-on wrestling now you want to give the bad guy some credibility not to say that this was fixed or anything at all no it wasn't giving giving you you gotta give a bad guy legitimacy that they can win that they're a threat so that when they lose it's that much better it's that much sweeter and when we got him and Trevor in round two, the round should have ended on the round where he said, if you sink this putt, I forfeit. Yeah. To which Trevor sank the putt. You saw, I took a lap around the room when we were watching it. We just were like, shouting. That's it. That's the end. And then they kept playing. I was like, why? He just, he just gave his word that the round would be over. And it was right. Chill didn't advance and Trevor won and, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. that's one of those things. It's just like, ah, oh, what a shit snack. And it's hard Based, based well, he took how... it back so quickly. Like <laughs> he even was like, uh, "No, I mean, no, I that, that we didn't shake on it. We didn't shake on it." But it's the it's the thing where it's hard to know how far a person is going if you don't know where the start line is. Yeah, and when everybody is turned, I, okay, when the majority of people are turned up to eleven or at least playing a character, we have to have some sort of a glimpse into who you really are. I I think, and that's one of the things that makes all of these performers so uh, you want to invest in them. Because even if you're a straight-up achievement hunter guy, uh, or, or gal, excuse Thank me, you. Or, uh, person, um, you know Chef Mike from the couple of times he's that he's shown up. Mm-hmm. You know Chad from Take the Taco. You like <laughs> just from, and you know a lot of these he folks... He should have taken the taco. From the, first, from the Versus series. So even if you're just a straight-up achievement hunter person... You should know most of these people. Michael talks yeah. about Eric all the time, and Chilled is an occasional guest star, and yeah. that's that. And he sort of fits in with the Chef Mike era area. But even Chef Mike, we were getting a bit of him, and then his character was the anger. Yeah. So what uh, was Chilled the like conniving bit? Like that? Like what? What? What was Chilled's? turn up to 11 was it him being conniving and playing all angles like we don't we just don't know because we're not super familiar with him as a person that's true and that worked to his detriment i think and i mean for me i was satisfied that he didn't continue (laughs) as as far as he could have um i want to talk about barbara 
and Trevor for a minute because they were adorable. Damn right they were. And I mean, obviously, like, we know that they've been together for some time. And any little bit of content where we get, like, a glimpse into the two of them as a couple, I just go, oh, they're so cute. <laughs> they are so freaking cute. And uh, I could... I could take much more content uh, of the two of them together. Um, there is, if you guys haven't seen it, there is a wonderful video that they made at home under quarantine uh, where Barbara kind of does uh, Trevor's hair and kind of... Uh, a little bit of makeup. Uh, yeah, kind of like redoes some looks and um, it's wonderful. It's, it's wholesome. Uh, check it out. If you want some good vibes, like that's just something that'll make you feel nice. Yeah, and we, we all need a little bit of that right now, don't we? We really do, yeah. and uh, they're they're perfect for that. So I'm just gonna throw it out there and say, give me more Barb and Trevor. Um, I, I was sad that Barbara didn't get to advance, but you know, obviously happy that Trevor was. That was one of those characters where you're like, she's gonna do that all day. <laughs> Yeah, she, and feel, she really could. I feel sorry that, like, sometimes people make that choice and go, well, this is the choice I've made, yeah. and now I have to live with it. And and Barb was one of those. I thought, I, I agree, I thought Blaine was going to be one of those where he was going to regret it, but he kept his stuff short and sweet and uh, and ener- fully energized so that he could bring it back down, lower it, and bring it back up again. And that, but he did his Macho Man impression, which I, w- I hope he does something that... Uh, like more himself but doing a macho man impression difficult but macho man is 10 1 10 1 you got the little bit of the whisper down here yeah and then you go you go straight to the top like but he he, he really did, did it. he did it perfectly and he maintained it and for me it never got uh grading and actually i i will say that for pretty much everybody with their characterizations like it, the the fear is that oh this is gonna get tiresome after a while and I'm sure maybe for uh for co-stars it might have been tiring after a while for uh the recording and everything but watching it I was fully entertained mm-hmm. uh, and and I really enjoyed it so uh, I, I think- I'm happy to see that but I was also happy for like like Gavin and Fiona for example they were just drunk and yeah. having a good time and that was wonderful and that that sort of captured the spirit of the first season of hardcore tabletop where it was more ultimately we're still a bunch of friends sitting around playing a game that's that's still the the feeling that season one of hardcore tabletop gave me that i felt was lost in season two and we're going to talk about that yeah coming up but this this by Doing the characters, you fulfill sort of a thing that a, a um, an expectation that you created in Tabletop Season Two, and by putting all of these or the majority of these friend groups together, you still get that friends hanging out together, playing a game, and that camaraderie where it's and and <laughs> taking out money and making making it a very golf thing of a green jacket. Yeah. I think also took some pressure off because it's not like, oh, I could win $1,500. I could win $2,000. I might be able to win $100 on this hole, maybe. Yeah. But ultimately, 
that takes away that that could also take away some pressure and just be oh i'm gonna have this weird green jacket in my closet for the rest of time and just (laughs) and i have to keep it or else someone's gonna make a reddit post about how uh the winner sold their sold their thing to a goodwill um it's gonna be one of those fabled lost props but one the the couple of through line one of, one of the pair-ups that I was sad that we didn't get to see just due to their characters was Matt and Blaine, just because they were both wrestlers. Mm. Um, Matt, bless his heart, wearing a skin-tight luchador <laughs> outfit. Was bold. Very bold. And he, he kept the accent going the whole time, and he didn't just wear a, a luchador mask, but he wore a luchador mask with tassels. And he's got a big beard, so that like it just was all in and around itself. That, I think, was maybe the bravest choice, was yes. Matt. Bravest choice award goes to Matt Bragg. But uh, other other than that, did you... So, round one, favorite... You would say your favorite team-up was Gavin and Fiona? Uh, I'm all about the Chung Shua. Same. Like, no matter no matter who won in that... Wh- actually, I would... So, when we found out that uh, it was going to be... Gavin and Fiona, and the winner was going to take on Michael and Eric. And Eric, not to say that he didn't take it seriously, but he played it, he played golf to his character's strengths. He, okay, I will say that Eric really was encompassing his character fully as well, um, which is great for for content and and splitting it up. But as a result, he wasn't really playing the game, <laughs> um, and so it, there there was really. Like from the get go, I'm like, well, Michael's going to win because he he's trying to win. The score kept trailing, and so we knew that we were going to get Michael. And so, depending on whoever won between Gavin and Fiona, we knew that it was going to be a good round, regardless. Yeah. And so, with how serious Michael was taking it, it's like, okay, Michael's going to go on. And the complete, le- legitimately, the complete surprise of Gavin moving on. Gavin was the Cinderella story of this whole thing. Truly, he ended up taking the whole, like. We're not. I'm not speeding ahead of everything, but just yeah. because we're talking about him, he would not be on my top five. I didn't expect that Gavin would win. Um, because he has he has a very laissez-faire attitude with playing stuff. He is he very much makes. For content decisions. Exactly. Like, he, he will purposefully become the fop, the uh, the goofball, uh, just what? so that, you know, we can get a good laugh out of it. Um, when Gavin was facing up against Michael, like, I, I could tell that Michael was either... I, I think Michael was kind of doing a similar thing where he's just like... You know, it would be really good if I kind of just backed off and, and made it a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I I think I remember Michael was initially ahead. And then finally, like, as you were getting to the final holes, like, they, they were getting kind of close. And Michael was like, you could kind of see on his face, he's like calculating in his head, like, if I just don't make this hole quite just yet, I can have it be a tie and that'll make things more interesting for the content and a tie was the last thing that i was expecting in any of these rounds and yeah we got three we got three so the the fact that and two of them are gavin right it was gavin and trevor and gavin and michael and then it was yeah. Lindsay and blaine like that was 10 100 not expecting that and the fact and 
something that I something that I learned playing miniature golf. Something that worked <laughs> for me was like if you go if you go into miniature golf caring about the score, one you're not going to have a good time, yeah, and two you're going to make a lot of dumb decisions. And so if you just just go with it, go for it, then you're you're halfway there, and you end up by the end of the round you go I did how well. How many shots did I get? That's ridiculous. And I think Gavin was that from the very beginning. Absolutely. And that helped guide him all the way to the championship, which is weird. Um, looking at the looking at the right side of the bracket, looking at the right side of the bracket, Jeremy, like we need to talk about Jeremy. Jeremy and Larry, those are some good friends. Those are some good friends. Poor poor Larry, <laughs> but Jeremy, uh was the is hmm, probably the most character next to Chris Bot but he, Jeremy wrote like <laughs> Jeremy and Ryan was the handicap round because <laughs> they both had detriments to their playing Ryan was like ooh fancy cape and Jeremy made the smart decision to buckle his hands together for his character and his, and his legs feet, and his feet and that wasn't too much of a detriment because it made him, he was the de facto third place winner yeah. until running away. But what play from Jeremy? V- ridiculously surprised at how well he did, despite like having the the breathing, yeah, like uh, no everything. Kidding? Well, I mean, with a lot of these people, I was like, they are wearing a lot of layers and like different accoutrements on top of themselves. Uh, like with Michael, I was like. Boy's gotta be sweating underneath there, like well, we he, know. He compensated by putting the scope on his putter. That was smart. <laughs> oh. That was really smart. <laughs> uh, but like with Ryan, I was just like, he can't, he can't deal with this cape and the goggles and this and that. Like, like walking into the tournament, like giving yourself five different handicaps essentially like you're you're just you're not gonna win but strangely enough with jeremy it it zeroed in his focus probably that much more while playing um really tightened up uh you know positioning himself and and seeing what he could work within uh and and i think that maybe it also helped him in in a bizarre way (laughs) well if you're if it's it's the opposite of gavin gavin had (laughs) well in the sense gavin had a wide scope of not caring yeah whereas jeremy was so focused on hitting that character stuff that the golf was almost second name it was was almost like oh i'm not worrying about that so he's just he's just doing it Mm -hmm. and so without without worrying about play he ended up excelling and and being really well and it it's so weird it's so bizarre this this whole thing was so bizarre um matt and chad no offense but was the most forgettable round to me it was still fun and i like how quickly chad abandoned the scottish accent but <laughs> smart to wear a kilt smart to wear oh, a kilt oh yeah and uh, uh chef mike and lindsay was gr- ugh. Like, it was so good. I just but, but speaking uh, of also of of like uh something inhibiting your ability, Lindsay wearing the hoop skirts. Like I you know what? 
she was very smart about it because her hoop skirt was uh, having more uh, interest in the back as opposed to mm-hmm. the front. Mm-hmm. Um, that was clever on her part. And also, even though she's wearing a dress, it wasn't like super tight around the legs so that she could actually better plant herself. Um Lindsay is this wonderful wild card of just like like you never really know how something's going to go, but she is uh, a formidable player in many different sorts of games um, and is great with her characterizations. And oh, my God, that the dress was fabulous. Oh, yeah. I love the bonnet. I love the entire demeanor that she had going on. And I think that that also, uh, kind of similar to Jeremy, it kept her focused. Mm-hmm. It kept her sharp. Um, her relationship with both Chef Mike and Larry that round was great. Her yeah. relationship with Blaine in round two. like, And I wondered, the end of round two and, and how sort of dedicated they were to some elements of character versus others made me wonder how story it was going to get leading into the finals. Because the end of... Lindsay and Blaine's round where Lindsay was like oh I'm gonna have him taking essentially I'm gonna have him taking care of like some of my previous husbands maybe go oh is Blaine gonna no show and Lindsay's gonna show up the next day it's like oh what ha- oh that's terrible dear it's terrible what you hear about that <laughs> and then she becomes Constance Hatchaway but it's it's one of those things where and same thing with Jeremy was is Larry going to disappear at a certain point and we're just we're going to have and and it kind of happened when Jessica showed up as a ref in in one of the later rounds it was oh Larry we can't find Larry uh oh um <laughs> but uh if you looking looking back at round 1 Lindsay became my pick to want to take the whole thing I I will say that was the same for me actually mm. I um I, I wanted to see how far she would go and, and who she would be up against. Um, and her against Blaine did not disappoint. I thought it would. I, like Not that it, not that it was going to be disappointing, but it was like, how could this live up to the last round? And it did, and it, and it superseded it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This, this whole game was a delight from start to finish. And stayed in around the, like, 8 out of 10 to 11 in certain spots. Some of the trick shots were just ridiculous. Some of okay, the power-ups. Okay, Gavin, like, playing on himself was just... What a bit. What a bit. The most ridiculous thing. Um, I have to wonder, like, did he, like, sew his costume himself? Or did somebody do it for him? But like just the the level of commitment to to that whole thing while still being Gavin free, <laughs> and, that, and that's ultimately that's ultimately one of the big things about this. And it was one of the things that I felt like I think you might be interested in the series now that you have more of a scope and more of a knowledge of the company and the people that mm-hmm. people that work there. But in between. 11 Little Roosters and 12 Little Roosters. 11 Little Roosters was a murder mystery series that they did. Mm. And it was, but it was the people. It was Gus, Barbara, Gavin, Michael, Bernie, Miles. Like it was, it was the people coming in 
and it was a murder mystery and yada 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 and then in continuity for the second season one because a bunch of people died but (laughs) in story but then it became all of these characters instead so it was Mm -hmm. a way to bring back people who were in the first season but they were playing characters but then it sort of got away from the thing that that me personally Mm. that i liked the most about not only because 10 little indians is a is a murder mystery that i've enjoyed for a long time hasn't aged well but (laughs) agatha christie was is like a a great writer and i loved a lot of the material there it was one of the last things that i would expect anybody to adapt into a web series (laughs) but the that i i still really enjoy 11 little uh 11 little roosters or 10 little roosters and then 11 eh, whatever either way um it was it was a while ago but um, numbers right similarly with this tabletop season one was the guys it was ultimately the guys you had Lindsay and elise who were still Lindsay and elise but they were character they they were playing characters and then when you fast forward to all of this it ends up being gavin being himself fiona being herself chilled ostensibly being himself um, <laughs> as far as we know as far as we know ryan being himself and like a lot of those character characterizations or just people showing up and having fun that ultimately shone through and gavin taking the win was such a surprise i just i was completely delighted i did not see it coming at all um Gavin clearly didn't see it coming <laughs> at all. And and to to your point about his round with Michael, it it seemed like later on because he had such an advantage, he was taking more chances and just like all right, content shot, content shot, and it ended up working out for him. Like the the couple of off road or off course <laughs> shots that he took yeah. that completely worked for him mind-blowing it's just a thing of like i don't care here we go i'm 10 shots ahead i can still foul out of this hole i can still stroke out of this hole and be okay yeah because he'll still have to make up after depending on how many strokes he makes on this he'll still have to make up a certain amount and i'm still fine there's only a certain amount of holes left let's make it interesting gavin was the only person to get a hundred dollar hole on a very difficult hole because he winged it but the fact that he almost got two other hole-in-ones yeah. on the same play just because he winged it a little bit too hard. Just wild. Wild. Gavin is great at taking risks. I'll, I'll just say in general. Like, when it comes to oftentimes trying to do, like, the, the careful strategy of, like, doing something very measured and controlled doesn't always work for him. But regularly we see him excel by just like going for it Mm -hmm. like when he does not restrict himself (laughs) well that that's gavin great results here so kind of the last thing that i want to talk about directly in terms of this hardcore mini golf are our hosts jack and yes absolutely uh jeff or jack uh the creator of the show and you put the two of them on screen anytime and it's going to be enjoyable because oh, these two have a deep love for each other as friends and they can almost say whatever they want to and from of each other. They work off of each other really well and beyond entertaining. I don't think the show would be half as entertaining without them behind the uh, behind the mics. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're just they're adorable. Um, all the um, Jeff is so smarmy. 
and, and, and just smart in general. Like, yeah, I, I, he's one of those guys, and and this is somebody who's been a fan of Rooster Teeth since the beginning. But you, if if somebody on the street walks by Jeff and sees skinny dude covered in tattoos with beard, facial hair, they probably don't expect him to be one of the most well-read people. I'll say in the state of Texas, let alone yeah. the country, and the amount of historical and literary references that he just let fly—I know, was right? Great. It was delightful. I, I am always, I am always constantly surprised by uh, what comes out of Jeff's mouth, mm. and uh, <laughs> it's it's pure delight, pure delight. That's he's he's full of surprises. A smirk that'll part the sea. Yeah, and Jack holding it together with like the the sort of. <laughs> Golf broadcaster stereotypical deep voice, yeah. But also like the digs at everybody, so good. And even at the at the very end with uh, the beginning of the first round, I'm sure, uh, sort of holding himself back from going, yeah, yeah, but he still <laughs> he still did a hey, Gavin, like yeah. still kind of there a little bit, um, which then references all of this. But this uh, this show. Great. Wonderful. Absolutely delightful. And I uh I, I do want to see uh a a second season whenever it's safe for them to shoot again. Obviously, like they recorded this significantly some time ago. Uh we we were listening uh slash watching something with uh Gavin and Fiona recently. Uh Grand Theft Auto. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh Fiona was talking about like how that had happened and that it was kind of like really early on and them really knowing each other much at all. So that kind of just gives you an idea of like how long ago it was that they shot this. So the the slate the twenty twenty slate video was either like was like January. And so this had to have been like March when they when they shot it maybe because that's that's sort of when stuff started closing down so like it it had to have been like it can't it couldn't have been past march because then they were also locked in locked down by by april well what i'm saying is that this happened like probably early 2019 no 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 no, no. not that early it, it it because the 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 slate video that they released early this year, the footage that they used for hardcore mini golf was just Ryan, Lindsay, Matt, and uh, maybe, maybe one other person just playing mini golf. Like they just had something to fill footage. So even if they had something to show, they would have, but like even that little teaser was like, Oh cool. They're doing hardcore and it's mini golf. And it's, it's some of my favorite, Achievement Hunters. So it was probably just, hey, we need footage. We don't have any. We'll go shoot some. Okay. Grab an iPhone. We're going to the mini, the mini golf course. Or who knows? Maybe the show evolved. Maybe they got a, maybe they got a first cut and we're like, all right, we, let's let's bump this up a little bit. I don't know. I Like, unfortunately, now is about RTX time and, and we're getting RTX in September. Yeah. But one of the things that I like to do in and around RTX time is go and interview cast and crew. And I would love to talk to jack about certain stuff with the development of this show as well as some of his more recent like parks interests and happenings we're in the we're in between uh king jack 
at Walt Disney World uh, on the Minecraft Minecraft server, which is so delightful, and it's kind of Jack and his element, and everybody being kids and the it's only so funny the only detriment is that fiona isn't there that is yeah. real. that's the only thing but it's it's already like oh it's really good right now it's it's like a nine or a ten and that would be an 11 is if yeah. is if fiona was a part of that just to further further that relationship but in saying all of this stuff in saying all of this positivity about hardcore mini golf uh one of the things that uh originally before hardcore mini golf i wanted to to do one i wanted to do a last laugh show but Life is difficult. And so I wanted to take this time at the end, not to talk about, not just to talk about Last Laugh, not just to talk about the future of the Hardcore series, but sort of a, a, an, an issue that we hope is just scheduling problems, ultimately. Uh, yeah, I roll. Um, so one of, one of my favorite things about Tabletop Season 1 was Elise and Lindsay. Yes, absolutely. They they were a great dynamic. Like, for me as a woman, when I sit down and I watch any sort of media or see any sort of media, it is, is very apparent to me when there's no women anywhere. Like, it might not be so obvious to a guy watching something, but to me, like, it's the first thing that I see. Um, with Lindsay and Elise being in that first season, like, while there weren't any female players it was like oh but they're the referees they're this the is authority. really they they are the authority um their shenanigans are great uh it it was really complimentary to the players um season 1 was wonderful i loved it i loved monopoly then season 2 rolls around and not a single woman at all and the, you cannot say that it's because, oh, like, there were no other women to be found anywhere. Oh, because they not. were going outside of Achievement Hunter. Because they were going outside of the standard grouping. You couldn't get one? And and here's the problem with that, is at the time, with the, the groups that were featured, so... Kind of funny. It's really hard not to get Greg Miller because he is he is a character. But at the time, uh, kind of funny had uh, regular female guest hosts. They didn't have a set female host for the for the network. It it's five. It, at the time, it was like five hosts for them, and a lot of regular regular guest hosts, but. Ultimately, they didn't have somebody that was a core member that was a woman. And that's a different conversation. Funhouse sent Bruce, which I love I love Bruce. I've I've Bruce has been nice enough to be on various shows for me. I had a very good talk with him at RTX a couple of years ago. It was one of my favorite things of the show. But was not a fan of the character that he chose, <laughs> and I felt like it sort of stopped the forward momentum of some of the like bits on the show. And hopefully in the future he would make a better choice. But another part of Funhouse, as featured in season one, is Elise Willems. Yeah. And the the choice for for not getting Elise behind the table, you you're really gonna have to to talk me off of that bridge for that one because, especially as seen in in Last Laugh, 
she takes a lot of t- chances, which is her show she produced, mm-hmm. and she made sure to fucking put herself in it. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. Um, and while I thought she was going to take the whole thing, she <laughs> ultimately couldn't handle the stupidity of so of the other people on the show. <laughs> but uh, not putting Lindsay behind the table at Tabletop is probably one of the biggest mistakes that that show has made. And I mean, it's possible that Lindsay was maybe doing mom things Mm -hmm. or, you know, a lot of a lot of these women at Rooster Teeth have a lot on their plate. They're busy. They, They have a lot of projects that they're working on. I get that. You have to find somebody Mm -hmm. like it. It it is not. It's not an excuse in 2019, 2020, like it in our current day and age to say, well, we couldn't find anyone with lady parts like you. You can't you can't tell that to me and make me believe you because it's just it's utter bullshit. I, I don't believe it for a second. And it immediately feels like a betrayal. It immediately feels like a betrayal as somebody that that watches this content and and tries to be as good of a fan as possible. Like, you brought me into this uh, entire world. Like, you brought me into Rooster Teeth. I remember you uh, bringing me to, um, what was the movie? Laser Team. Laser Team. You were like, oh, yeah, this company, they're all about putting women at the forefront. And then we go and watch the movie, and I'm like... Yeah. This really wasn't a movie that strongly featured uh, any women at all. And that that was my one takeaway was like, well, this isn't a good start to convincing me of the fact like, yeah, Ruby is great. You can't put one television series um, on a pedestal and then say, well, this excuses everything else. I, I it totally doesn't. Agree. I totally it agree. It doesn't at all. And... They need to do better. And just like Fiona had a, a tough conversation with Jeff about being respectful towards people of color, uh, towards diversity, uh, Fiona also made the note of like, hey, Lindsay and I uh, were playing The Sims and we're not permitted to do any more Sims episodes because they're not getting as many clicks. And it's not the demographic that the company is reaching for, blah, blah, blah. That's not good enough. Mm-hmm. It is not good enough, and I expect them to do better. And I, I, I'm glad that with Hardcore Mini Golf, we, we got uh, a little more variety, but it's still, still not, not great. Like, I, I wonder why... I'm, I'm interested in... Like, it seemed with Jessica, because she wasn't, she wasn't a part of day one of being a ref, mm-hmm. I wonder if that kept her from being a contestant if that kept if that like Possible. kept her from being a, a participant um mariel's hilarious and oh yeah and I, I love we didn't really talk about the refs uh, a ton a little bit about larry but but i want but they also, were great this is a part of that conversation too yeah of, yeah uh jessica maybe it was from having to miss the first day that she wasn't uh she wasn't a part of the the cast because she's she's been a part of the on-camera team for a long time she did arizona circle which was the funhouse uh, sketch comedy show that lasted a couple of episodes but still um she was in last laugh she is like i would say she is a regular for rt live action on camera and we had some of those here some some of those same folks here so i was surprised that jessica wasn't involved until she showed up as a ref um mariel i'm very surprised that she wasn't 
I like I'm happy that she was a part of the show mm-hmm. because her being an authority figure worked for her the persona that she has been sort of portraying on camera yeah. for the past couple of years. Um but it but it was a thing of oh we've got two female referees and a male referee. And we've got one, two, three Three, three women as, yep. as cast members. That's it. So, what the hell was it? Was it like we don't we don't know the story? I would like to hear the story. I would like to hear about like the long. I would like to see the long list of people who they asked first, who said no, blah blah blah. Because if this happened in a pre-shutdown, like that gray area of COVID, and people just didn't feel comfortable traveling, I'd understand that. That, like, that would make sense, especially sort of like the folks from California. Um, Funhouse, not only Elise, but they have, um, they have, they have a couple of other, they have a, they have a Lindsay. Uh, they have Lindsay, they have Elise, and they have Alana Pierce. They have, they're, they have, they have added more women to the, to their team, which is wonderful. And that, I think this could have been a good jumping off point for them. Or maybe whenever, if whenever, Last Laugh Season 2 happens. Mm. Um, but, there was a a a a little bit of a better showing here. A little bit of a better showing, and um, still not great. And also, um, very little uh, uh, people of color diversity on on top of all of that. Mm. Like it's it's hard enough for for women who are fifty percent of the population to get any representation, and then on top of that. You you have um, a lack of variety in uh, skin tone and and backgrounds and uh, and diversity in that way, um, and I know that a lot of that is specifically, well, it just in general how diverse these groups are in the first place. But there are people. There are people that they could bring in that they could have and uh i'm tired of just seeing a bunch of white dudes uh doing the same thing over and over again and uh, not that i don't love these people i do but we need to try harder and and one of the things that that i found interesting is on the banners that you would see every once in a while on the thing on the on the course i i kept my eye kept flashing to the funhouse logo which made which made me feel like this was going to be another let's play family production. Yeah. Similarly to the last game. And we were going to have more fun house. We were going to have more kind of funny, but it turned in with, Oh, people, people don't feel comfortable traveling or what, whatever it was. Whatever because it is. We did get, we got Greg on Chris bot. Yeah. So that I, I, I want, <laughs> would, um, um, Oh God, why am I? Oh, I'm seeing his face and I can't, Remember his name, the voice of Zuko, Rufio. Um, oh yeah, yeah I. D- oh, it's killing me. Hold on, I got oh, it. Don't, no. Don't be mad at me because I because uh, I got it. Yeah. Um, Dante Bosco is um, wonderful. But I I surprised like he why would why would you not call Dante Bosco back yeah. to 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 be here and and be a part of this thing? And I loved him in Monopoly season two. He was good because, and and that's another thing of, he was kind of himself on vacation. He was like, yeah, I'll fucking play, I'll show up and play Monopoly, like, whatever. Like, that, and that was, that was compelling. Greg being 
himself to Eleven, which is a common character that he portrays, was entertaining. And uh, hopefully, with everything that's happened with the... Um, with all of the awareness that the Black Lives Matter movement has brought not only to these companies, but to the world, is hopefully some of the hirings and the featurings that have been happening continue to happen, and we see more of that talent start to show up. Like, one of... Um, it's it's always at, like, a bad time for me to watch it live, but uh, effing around with Iffy and Fiona is a great one of their great new streaming shows it's if it's iffy wadaway who's done some guest stuff with achievement hunter like i think he did one or two videos with them um but uh iffy and fiona met at rtx like last year and have been becoming bigger and bigger better and better friends and so they it's literally them effing around it's them talking for like a half an hour they play vr chat which it's just it gets weird and it's very entertaining but i've known iffy since 2017 um digital host from back in california um i was on his wrestling podcast once and then we kept seeing each other pop up at other studios and and so as as a gaming name as a nerd name rather not even just a gaming name but as a nerding name uh in the black community i would call him as one of the top the fact that he's working with rooster teeth a lot of people now that they're seeing his stuff are like oh do do more stuff with them he's doing halo streams with achievement hunter more frequently he would be a great addition to whatever the next hardcore thing is. And that's not just because I know the guy, but <laughs> because he does great work. He can slip in a little weirdness to you and you can't <laughs> help but laugh. He, and also a big beefy boy. So yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, a demographic that of just thirst, just pure thirst <laughs> when you see this man. Um, <laughs> but there, I, I agree. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of diversity out there that I hope they take advantage and maybe, maybe hardcore mini golf next year is the hardcore mini golf invitational. And so Mm -hmm. it's them bringing in these using the hardcore mini golf brand to bring in these various uh, creators of all creed color, all of that. Definitely come in, you get a real diverse lineup. You put some, some favorites there, maybe playing a new character. We gotta, we gotta get this Jeremy. uh, We don't know if, if that's the end of his story. If that was the end of Larry's story, the end of Larry. Um, (laughs) Like, so there's, there's like a thread there. And traditionally they've had the champion of the previous season come back. So that means Gavin's going to come back in some way, shape or form. I hope Gavin puts like a crown on top of his like makeshift uh, hat for Maybe, the green what if what if they just put his face on the green and say he has he has become the green oh he has fully he has fully become the ground <laughs> on which you play but uh hopefully that also leaves opportunity for other other characters from some of yeah. the same performers but i think hardcore there's there were two there have been two suggestions and uh jack if you're listening i i suggested mm. this at the end of tabletop season two I still want it because I think it'll be fucking hilarious. And I think there is 100% audience for it. Hardcore, first of all, hardcore tabletop ladies night, all female cast yeah, and um, hardcore mini golf invitational where it's, or pro-am where you do half brand new people to the hardcore mini golf franchise and half people from this season. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Some, something like that. Like, Jack, I got these ideas, man. Uh, if, if you're listening, you're probably And not. we but, love you. And we love you. Yes, you're a wonderful human being. And uh, to have what little interactions we have is, is a wonderful uh, a boost to the day. You're, you're a great human being. And, and uh, all of this is we got to do the best that we can with what we have. Yes. And that, that just means you have to bolster what you have. You have, you have to get, you have to have more toys to play with. You have to have more game pieces on the board. Um, so as the last kind of discussion topic, what is even, okay, we're going to, we might get hardcore mini golf season two. Invitational I really or hope we do. But since we've pivoted and now it is no longer hardcore tabletop where I thought, oh, what board game are they going to hardcore next? But it's just... A hardcore version of something that the Let's Play channel is known for playing. What do you think they will hardcore next? So, I at first I was like, uh-huh, well, let's see. I am always delighted by the Jackbox games. Now, obviously, that's very much a game that is designed around people on their phones but it's not impossible to have that be uh shot live in a way that is a little more interactive uh if you put together a set (laughs) where uh uh you know uh, people are kind of like situated in certain things or the uh what's that uh figuring out who's the alien oh i it's one of the newer ones i i forget so, it's a candy, you bitch. Yeah, it's candy, you bitch. <laughs> Iconic. Yeah. Um, now, Put it on that, a flag. that would be really cool. Like, that could be an amazing set to build. I'm going to do you one better. Okay. They play it on Let's Roll a lot. They try to play it as much as they can on Let's Roll. Anytime there is a version of it, they play it. You get it in old, you get it in like a, a uh, turn of the century town. You got like uh, log cabins. You got a lot of people in like pur- puritanical things. You got a forest around you, and you play hardcore ultimate werewolf. Oh my god! Yes. And I don't know. And and you like I don't know how you game showify it, but put essentially taking that and giving people like like goody goody Jones or like whatever, and giving putting them in that character. And you make like a live action witch hunt, which combines sort of like the haunter uh, like scenes, but you make it like full action. Everybody's in a proper thing. And the longer it's also like kind of a survival game because you then don't give them like the modern the modern conveniences. (laughs) And then it's like, we need to figure out who the fuck a werewolf is because I need to shower like mad. This bucket isn't doing me any sort of favors, (laughs) but I... I like I like drawful, hardcore drawful could work. That's true. Everybody gets yeah. a board or everybody gets like a tablet and they draw something and then when it's their turn they go up and they put it up and they just sort of stand <laughs> by it and then everybody has to write their thing. It shows up on screens. It's kind of like figure it out but with a picture in the yeah. middle of it. That's a great idea. That's a really good idea. Jack, we're giving you all these ideas so a, a producer <laughs> credit would be great. <laughs> Uh, when these do go into production, or if you need, you know, if you need to work on it, you, I mean, you have our. If you need any help, if you need any help, or you just want somebody to talk to, please, because uh, hashtag same. But 
let us know what you think about hardcore mini golf about sort of the state of the hardcore franchise and um let us know on uh our, our twitter our the team's twitter account which is the rooster team or you can follow us individually but before we give those out i just want to say uh thank you to everybody who is sort of stuck by the show and the channel like throughout all of this difficultness because uh we talked about it a little bit on the radio episode but like just having the energy is very difficult it's sometimes. so hard and we're we have we have another podcast that we haven't really updated like one news is kind of always changing so it's hard to talk about stuff because everything is forever in motion uh, stuff is wild with the the parks right now Yeah, party of two pod go check that out we have a we have a two and a half seasons full of stuff that's not all inherently sort of time-based but um just sort of having having that energy we totally understand we thank you for listening um if you want to support the show tell your friends also um anchor has a paid subscription uh that that goes to uh that splits up throughout all of in between all of us and it helps us just for that little extra like cup of coffee or whatever um but also if you want something for your financial donation uh, head over to tpublic.com slash the rooster team that's where we have a bunch of designs including our welcome to veil we have stuff for ruby we have stuff for genlock uh we should i should figure something out for achievement hunter but i i hope that they they wouldn't like like hey that's too good of a design stop that but um <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out but if you want to support us those are the ways to do it um and if you want to follow us individually uh you can follow us here uh you can find me on twitter at dole whip drea and you can find me at mark bedonica um still working out sort of game streaming there's a lot of life stuff happening right now that we're trying to roll with the punches and figure out and sort of get back on some sort of a semblance of a schedule but um hopefully with uh there's some other if if there's anything from the like let's play family that anybody out there listening wants to talk about we didn't really talk about last lap that much but at least at least with that it was it there was a a more represent smaller cast but more representation on the whole not including the guest uh interlopers but um if it like do you do you want to do something on last lap i mean i i have been thinking about you know it was something that we talked about doing and i i'm still interested in doing that if the people want to hear it uh leave us a comment let us us know know. or uh, elise if you're listening because we know you are um (laughs) let us know and uh, and we'll talk about that too but um for now thank you for listening to this episode of the let's play family forum we will see you next time.